so Jesse and Sophia here. <laughs> so we wanted to do a little podcast extra thing on the current scandal. A scandal. Scandalo. Uh, just kind of sweeping the belly dance community. Um, not to be like gossipy or anything, no, just because we feel like it's a really it's important gossip. topic. It's, it's something that a lot of people are talking about exactly. right now, and it's a really important topic yes. for our community. So what we're talking, we're referring to the current thing that happened with Beats, Beats Antique. And I don't know how like keyed in ATS people are to this, to what's been happening because mm. Beats Antique is sort of like peripheral to our community. But again, like Jesse said, this, these are important issues and we, we didn't, we don't want to so much like weigh in necessarily mm. as just kind of like discuss what's going on because maybe people aren't, maybe people haven't been following it and maybe people don't really know what's going on. Anyway, so preface out of the way if you haven't been following this unfold like i have <laughs> like we both have um <laughs> beats antique which if you're not familiar with beats antique they're a band that zoe jakes is in mm-hmm. um they make electro what do you call it electronic music it's edm edm the and you know zoe's danced to their stuff for ages a long time, a long time. We've danced to some mm-hmm. Beats Antique songs, but you know, there it's not like, it's not really, their music isn't really like part of the ATS canon per se. It's no, not stuff that you often see ATS dancers performing to. It's not very ATS-able. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there was like the Three Sisters track that we did with Deanna mm-hmm. and Jambala that I've seen other ATS dancers dance to. I think that's probably the only... No, there's a, that one song, uh, Sweet Demure, that I really like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's generally, like, the slow sort yeah. of repertoire. Like, some of their fast stuff is... Uh, I would use it for drills, but I don't... It's not very ATSable. Yeah. It's tribal fusion music. Yeah. yeah. Which is... And it's great. Right. So, Beats Antique decided to run a contest for their tour... Um, inviting artists to apply to open for them. Mm-hmm. And basically how this scandal unfolded, scandal maybe isn't a fair word to use, but one of the artists that applied and who was selected contacted them about asking what the compensation was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it was just limited to... Uh, plus one, like, tickets to the show or if there were going to be any opportunities for, like, pr- professional f- photography. Social media blasts. Social media blasts. Just asking. Yeah. Just asking. Um, and the response that he received was not great. <laughs> yeah. It basically was that there was no compensation. Yeah. Um, and that the there was like a plus that, one ticket. Right. And, yeah. But more to the point, the fact the, the guy said the fact that you even asked sounded entitled. Yeah. Which. What? Yeah. Asking a question. Right. Really? So this artist ultimately and this this was an artist out in like the Boston area. I think so. Yeah. The artist ultimately said um, the response was, I'm not going to take this gig. Yep. Um, but. 
on behalf of fellow artists, you know, it would be great if you could provide some kind of compensation, not necessarily pay, but just, you know, professional photography, less shout out on social media, because that would be really valuable to up and coming artists who don't have that platform. Yeah. Um, and that was really like the substance of, of, of this artist's response. Right. And I think Beats's original and intent, Beats meaning um, the band itself, not the management, was to help prop up local artists and return the favors that they have had received when they were younger artists, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure when they were up and coming, they were offered very similar terms, right? But the, the management, assuming that it was an, or making the insinuation that asking the question about compensation was entitled, was just really a shock. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, do you know what the application and and what it was? I don't. I haven't seen the application form. So. I think, and this is merely like based off of a post I read, that they wanted like sort of a resume of your work, like video footage, examples, um, written examples of where you had performed before. So they weren't looking for people who were amateurs. Right. Um, the mere fact that they were looking for people who had a, quote, performance resume, so mm-hmm. to speak, implies that they were looking for higher caliber performers who might, you know, they, they might not have, like, a national stage like Beats does, but they're still professionals. Yeah, right. I mean, the point being that they're not just taking any Joe Schmo off exactly. the street. Yeah, right. Or, you know, like, students, necessarily, who, like, have no performance experience. Right. So, basically what ensued after that is this artist who had this email exchange with someone from Beats Antique posted the entire email thread on Facebook, and uh, people were pissed. Yeah. It basically has just, it's just opened up a whole can of worms within the community Mm -hmm. and raised a lot of, like, really important questions, especially considering that, like, our community is on the decline. Yeah. You know, like, you could talk to anyone anywhere in the country and probably the world. Uh, Belly dance is on the decline. And I think a lot of us feel like our community is dying. And so... Yeah, there's been several blogs written about that. Um just uh, talking to other teachers around the country and the world, they're seeing decline in numbers of students. Right. And so when, I mean, talking about belly dance, I think their contest was open to any artist, flow artist, circus artist, anything, but specifically bringing the conversation to belly dance, like our community is in the decline, um, just based purely off of the numbers that we're seeing. And, um, the interest. Yeah. Right. When I first started belly dance, the belly dance superstars were really big. They were touring nationally. Shakira. Shakira. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Shakira. <laughs> yeah. Come out with another belly dance music video, Shakira. Help it'll, it'll help us out. <laughs> but, you know, like, it's not in the mainstream media anymore. So the way that people see it is, is becoming limited. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's limited exposure for belly dance artists out there right mm-hmm. now. So, I while I do appreciate the sentiment that Beats was bringing to the stage, like, let's help prop up, you know, dancers who might not get this opportunity, I sort of felt that as somebody... I mean, I'm not in a place where I rely on belly dance as a, a main form of income, but there are artists out there that do. Yeah. And there are artists out there who, you know, would love this opportunity but can't afford to take it because they can't afford to say no to other work that they might get paid for that night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, part of the reason that we don't do belly dance full time is because there's no way you could make a living doing it. There are very <laughs> few people that can make a exactly. living off of it. Um, so it's just been really interesting to see the various responses to what's going on. Um, and it's obvious that this is like a really pressing issue that that we kind of have to grapple with as a community is like fair compensation basically yeah you know there's a lot of i mean this has brought out all kinds of issues you know there's like the fair compensation issue and there's also the fact that like right now because our community is in decline there it doesn't feel like there is space for anyone who isn't at the top right so the sort of mid-tier dancer and the low-tier dancer how do they get propped up exactly i mean the top tier dancers already have their platform and they're already successful at what they do. And, you know, they're still doing it. They're still hustling, which, and because our community is on the decline, makes the opportunities to get out there fewer and fewer, which leaves the mid tier and low tier dancers with very few options on how to get out there. So we have to be a little bit creative. Yeah. Right. Which is hard. Yeah, it is. And it's because everybody's struggling. Everybody is. Everybody's struggling. And when that happens, it sometimes feels like a race to the bottom, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, people are just so thirsty for the opportunity mm-hmm. that sometimes, you know, whether whether they sh- should be compensated or not, like, isn't even on the table. Right. And then when you have something like this, where just the mere fact of even asking for compensation, like, just elicits a reaction of like how dare you even ask you know and I think that's really problematic I think it's really problematic that we have a bit of a culture you know within within our community of like yeah not like you should never expect to get paid or like you shouldn't even ask if if you should get paid well and I think that's not even just our community I think it's a problem in other communities yeah for sure the arts community in general artists and the circus artists are also putting they're not putting dealing with this with similar issues where you know there's always somebody who's going to do it for free yeah um but you're always going to get what you pay for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair compensation is a tricky subject. And there was there was a post that surfaced recently of a, a, something kind of similar, actually, that happened um, with, like, a prominent performance artist. And this was down in L.A. And I can oh, link yeah, to you. I can link dancing, to the story. Like, contemporary dance. It was in contemporary dance. And I don't know why it resurfaced recently, because this actually happened several years ago. Yeah. But basically, 
modern dancers were asked, were given the opportunity. Well, first they had to apply. Yeah. You know, it was like 800 people applied and like 75 of them like were invited to audition. And then they had to sign an NDA <laughs> just yeah. to audition, which like that's probably some major red flags. Um, and the performance involved dancers being nude nude for like five hours yeah on a plinth right with people walking around you with people walking around and you. no guarantee that they wouldn't try to touch you yeah no guarantee that they wouldn't try to touch you i'm out <laughs> <laughs> you lost me at right <laughs> um so one of the dancers who did audition and and was Got offered in. the opportunity, yeah. decided not to do it, and then wrote and wrote a piece basically explaining, well, they basically were a whistleblower because they then, you know, not exposed, but, like, brought to light mm -hmm. what these conditions were for these dancers. I mean, the pay was minimal. Yeah, and the pay was, like, a pittance. Like, it's insulting. It was, like, like $100 to lay on a plinth for five hours for five later. hours and that's not including all the rehearsal time yeah that they was had required. to do all the rehearsals too right Which, so yeah. yeah so they so this dancer wrote this really fantastic piece i thought just kind of distilling what the issues are here in terms of the fact that artists and dancers in general are a very vulnerable population right mm -hmm. because people who are relying on their art to make ends meet and pay their bills are easily exploitable because yes. they have, you know, you have, <laughs> if this is what's being offered to you and, you know, you're hoping to get exposure out of it. Right. You know, if there are no ethical requirements in place and you're just expecting people to, to do various things so that they can be part of a high profile opportunity... I think that's really problematic. It's almost taking advantage. It is. It absolutely yeah. is, I think. Um, not to put too fine a point on it, but... Right. So, I think a lot of... Some of the reaction to what's happened with Beats Antique has been along, along similar lines. It's like they're expecting people to be okay with not getting any compensation beyond free tickets to the show. Which is not nothing. No, it's not nothing. It's not nothing. And if you're if if you're in a position that you are able to accept that as compensation for what you do, fine. But not everybody's in that. Not everybody's in that position. Um, so it's almost like, oh well, you get to be part of this. You get to be part of this thing right you get to share the stage with beats antique like that should be enough for you right and not to say that it isn't a big honor but like again not everyone is in the position of being able to just dance for free tickets man i'm trying to find a quote that i sent you like i texted you this quote from a, um, a blog i read and i'm not ignoring you and looking at my phone i'm just literally <laughs> trying so continue um but yeah so there have been some really poignant and thoughtful responses to what's been going on. A lot of the discussion has been really shitty. Yes. Let's be real. I mean, unfortunately, that's the reality of the internet is that a lot of the reactions have not been constructive 
at all for what I think is a really important conversation that we should be having as a community and one that we've struggled with, certainly at various points in time. You know, we've debated whether or not we should do certain gigs because... Ah, I found it. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, you want to read your quote? So this um, quote was from a blog called It's Okay to Want to Get Paid, which is by Sophia Ravenna. Um, SophiaDances.com and um, I, I've like met her kind of like I've definitely been in the same room as her yeah. <laughs> in workshops so yeah. I don't think we formally met but anyway she's a fusion dancer I think up north is Washington uh, Seattle yeah I think anyway her quote from this blog that really um, hit it home for me was uh, the thing is when you say you don't need the money and people should be honored just for the opportunity you're making sure that opportunity is only available to those who can afford it. That really hit home to me. Like, that's what I was been saying. Yeah, right, you know, exactly. Like, you're assuming that these people can afford to take a night off from, from potentially getting paid from a different gig, mm-hmm. where they are being fairly compensated, Yeah. to accept the honor of opening. for It's, it's not just a five-minute set. It's like two hours of getting ready. Mm-hmm. It's rehearsing. It's the costuming that, you know... Anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox. No, I think that's a really important point. It's like, do we... Do we... Are we okay as a community? Like, only having these opportunities available to the people that can afford to dance for free? You know, like that... I don't think that that's... I'm certainly not... I, I, you know, you and I don't rely on dance as a part of our in- income and I still don't think it's fair. Yeah, absolutely. And uh it it shouldn't be a race to the bottom, no. right? Like we if, should be elevating each other. We should be elevating each other and under I mean undercutting is a problem that's existed in the arts probably since mm-hmm. the dawn of time, since like the beginning of <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like you're always trying to find somebody who's gonna do it for cheaper or free, you right? Know? But and it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right, and I don't know what the solution to that is. Yeah. I really don't. I mean, I remember years ago in this had to be like ten years ago. It was like at the beginning of my dance career, and I remember then there was like a huge scandal about fair pay because like someone wrote an article about undercutting and how instructors should really be like dancers should really be offering the same rates for various things. Yeah. Because when you, when you charge less than, than what the market rate is, you pull everybody down. Yeah. So I don't know what the answer to this is. I really don't. Um, I think it's good that we're engaging in the conversation. I think that Sophia, Sophia Ravenna's post was, was really interesting I agreed with a lot of what she said. Mm-hmm. Um, Shira posted yeah. a response, which I thought was super fascinating because she came at it from sort of like a business perspective. Yeah, she has a lot of business background. Right. And like, I am completely, I completely understand the sort of like financial economic aspect of it. It's mm-hmm. like Beats Antique, even though they are a successful group, like maybe they can't necessarily afford to pay everyone like a living wage. But that's another conversation, which right? is a whole other like, conversation. Are we paying our musicians fairly? Right. Yeah. That's like a whole other yeah. problem. 
Um, but you know, it was really, it was her perspective was interesting because she was like, well, your client really doesn't give a shit how long it took you to get into costume. Right. You know, your client doesn't care that you spent 10 years getting crafting and refining, <laughs> refining what you do, you know? So like, I guess her point is like, you can't necessarily expect people to like pay for that, which is fine. You know, that's sure. But Beats is in that, that weird place where they do have that perspective. Yeah. Right, they know. They know what the sweat and blood yeah. and work that musicians goes should there. know. Yeah. So I get her point where she quotes just the client, maybe a corporate client yeah. or a non-arts client shouldn't expect. Yeah. You should you shouldn't expect them to automatically know. But if it's a fellow that's in the arts, yeah, like Zoe is and beats like all musicians should know the years and years that they've spent. Yeah. And we've spent getting to know our craft. Right. Right. And I mean, so, and then the bigger issue here is that, um, well, Beats Antique, after this whole thing exploded, issued a response. They apologized. Kind of threw their manager, they kind of sandbagged their manager in it. I I personally didn't feel like there was a lot of uh, accountability in this apology. I mean, I think it's great that they apologize and they said that they decided they were going to pay all the, uh, the past and future performers performers, like a hundred dollars each, which is great. It's better than nothing. Um, but the reality is that this is not the first time that Beats Antique has gotten into hot water for doing precisely this thing. Yeah. So for me, and also, as you mentioned, they come from the arts world. They, and they know, they kind of, they understand, like, what goes into all of this. Right. They should know better by now. Right. Lessons should have been learned a while ago. So I don't know why this is a thing that keeps happening. I don't know either. And I don't, and like you said, I don't know what the solution is. I just know that, and I don't know if they're... I don't know how to phrase this. I'm really bad at, at doing this on the spot. My brain is, like, moving faster than my mouth can form <laughs> the words. Like, I don't know if there is a blanket solution that everybody in the community will ever agree upon is right. Yeah. I just know that when I move forward in the community and, and, and I feel like when Fat Chance and Tessera or whoever, like, group I'm involved with moves forward in the community, I want to do it with the you know, the utmost respect for my fellow artists and offer pay. Like if we put on a night sometime in the future and we get solicit, uh, the talent from professionals, I want to make sure that they get a cut of the door Yeah, for their time, because I know it's something that I, I would appreciate as an, as an artist and sort of like a lead by example sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's not to say that, like, anyone who dances for free is, like, no, unethical. That's no. That's it's not what not, I'm saying at all. I've yeah. done my fair share of free gigs. And we still do. Yeah. You know, there. I think there are certain situations where it's charity. Charity. We'd love to do community events. Yeah. Um, you know, there's various situations where, like, that makes sense. But... Yeah. If there's non-for-profit and there's for-profit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, you would never dance for Microsoft at their Christmas party for, for $50. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, like, free entrance into their party. Like... mm No. <laughs> no. 
So this is just, it's just been... It's a lot of food for thought. It's a lot of food for thought. And I don't think that there's any agreement that the community can come to overnight about this. No. No. I think that all we can do as individuals is work towards, um, yeah, doing better for each other. Doing better for each other. Propping each other up. Propping each other up. Having the dialogue in a constructive way, I think, is, like, probably the most that we can expect right now. Well, and it's a really hard subject to broach. Like, a lot of people don't want to talk about money. Because I, I don't know how other people have been raised, but it was definitely something that in my family it was I was told that it's very impolite to talk about money but there's no way we're going to overcome these hurdles in our community without having the conversation yeah and the conversation doesn't have to get nasty yeah like you can do it in a way that's constructive mm-hmm. i mean having a just a sit down with your fellow artists to discuss like what what do you think the best hourly rate for our community is yeah I'm totally happy to have that conversation with other ATS dancers in the Bay Area and and all around. And I think that we've we've definitely started to have those conversations, but we need to continue it and not be afraid of offending each other. Yeah. Because it's not personal, it's business. Right. And business is shitty. <laughs> Trust me, I'm studying it right now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard because we're all struggling. It is. And it's, it's down to looking at the current situation, figuring out what we want our future situation to look, um, what we want that to look like, and figuring out what the steps are between those two. Mm-hmm. That's the business analytics class I'm taking right now. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah, that's all it really is, is how do we get from this, like, current situation where we aren't being fairly compensated, we aren't boosting each other up, we, you know, to a future where maybe it's not ideal, but it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's I'm hard. interested to hear other people's perspectives on it. Yeah, particularly people from our community, because I, I mean, I've been basically just like lurking in these conversations because it's. Yeah. Uh, the conversation has been happening within the tribal fusion community, which yeah. is not to say that it doesn't, this is not an issue that doesn't exist for us, too. Oh, it totally does. Yeah. Um, There's been a lot of debate on what constitutes a professional dancer. There's been a lot of debate on, you know, what what constitutes a fair rate of pay. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, I don't think there's a, like one right or wrong answer for it. But just having the conversation will move us in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, one of the responses that I've seen has been... Um... Well, the only way to, like, lift the belly dance community out of, of, like, doldrums is for us to support each other. Which, I agree, but it also is, like, a closed economy, right? Right. Like, we can't... The only people that go to belly dance shows are Are other belly belly dancers. dancers. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. We should all support each other and go to the shows and go to the classes. But, Uh, like, it's just passing money from one pocket mm -hmm. to the other. Uh, but I think a part of that support is if you're a dancer, bringing non-dancers to shows. Yeah. Trying to to inspire uh, the muggles, so to speak. Right. Right? It's 
it's perf- and if you're a performer performing at non belly dance events, and maybe that's preaching to the choir. Maybe that's already information and, and something you've already done is is reaching outside our bowl. Yeah. But I think that's why people have been particularly affected by the Beats Antique thing is because they have like they are a group that has managed to break outside yeah. of tribal fusion and just the dance community. Yeah. And then, you know, there was like a really interesting post about sort of like weaponizing the culture that we have within our community of being very generous yeah. to each other in terms of our time, in terms of like our art, and then kind of bringing that into a for-profit situation that doesn't feel fair. Right. Definitely tricky. Yeah. Definitely hard. I mean, if we don't make a profit and if we don't figure out a way to get outside people in in order to prop up mid-tier dancers to higher tier and low dancers to mid-tier this we're, this community's not long. Yeah. It, it, it's just how it is. Like, mm-hmm. if we continue to have this closed economy that we have... That's getting smaller and it's smaller. G- it's just going to continue to fizzle out. So how do we do... How do we bring right people in from outside? Yeah. And if, you know, if, if I... I personally feel that if you are in... A situ- you know, in, in the position that Beats Antique finds them in, where they do have an opportunity to, to help lift people up out, you know, like, to give them exposure, mm-hmm. right? That, you know, you probably have some response, you probably have some uh, responsibility to your community, yeah. right? As a group that came out of it to help do that. And that doesn't necessarily mean pay that doesn't always mean pay no you know it can mean shout outs on social media so shout outs on social professional media professional photography right? there are a lot yeah. of different types of compensation that can be um exchanged anyway this is a tough it's a, conversation it's a tough conversation and we are not purporting to be like experts on no, any of this of shit not. i mean We've all done the free gig that we probably shouldn't have done. <laughs> Especially when we were first starting out. Know, we we didn't really dances. know any better. And we were just excited to get out there. And that's fair. Like, I definitely wouldn't be the performer I am today if I didn't. Without those, those opportunities. Without those yeah. opportunities. So they're very much appreciated. But now that I have been doing it for a while, I'm being more careful about it. Like, yeah. who would I be willing to perform for free for? Charities. Like the underground nomads gig that we did, that all the profits went to the campfire victim. Hundred percent, I will do that for free. Mm-hmm. Like, what else? Um, it's not just charity. It's it's. Oh, like we do, uh, elderly homes. Oh yeah, all the time. And you know what? Ninety nine percent of the time they pay us. Yeah, they're like, here's twenty bucks. Like, rad, awesome. <laughs> And you know what? Those are nonprofits that are paying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Things that I do expect to get paid for. Corporate Christmas parties. Yeah. Corporate any party. Like, if it's a for-profit company, I'm expecting to get some pay out of it. Um, We've done the odd restaurant gig where we will dance for tips and the restaurant will give us dinner. 
Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. They'll give us dinner and drinks. Like, I feel like that's pretty fair. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so it isn't, you know, it isn't just about the fact that they weren't offered money for it. Right. You know, like, I think the point of the original email, the point was, here. there are a lot of other things that you can do. If you can't afford to pay, yeah. you know, what people would consider, like, going market rate right. for those, for that performance, what there are other things that can be done. What else can yeah. we do to prop these people up? Yeah, because it's it's about valuing what we're creating. Yeah. You know? Uh, we... The reason that we don't take certain gigs is because we value what we do and they're mm-hmm. not offering us what we feel like is fair. Yeah. But if you're in a position to bring to bring acts in, if you say we're not willing to do anything for you, that kind of tells you if we're if yeah, I get, I get what you're putting right. down. Like you're we're, not we're valuing. Char- we're charging $100 a ticket for this event, but we don't want to pay you. Yeah. Or we don't even want to give you a video or or post shout out on our social media we're not willing to do that maybe that's where you draw the line yeah Mm -hmm. maybe that's where you go oh i'm just going to be background noise and i am not actually valued at this right gig is it worth my time right 90 percent of the time no it's not yeah and kind of the piece the piece that's missing for me i feel like sometimes so i feel like to a certain extent, it's, you know, people not being willing to pay, but also the fact that people are willing to accept opportunities without any compensation. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, I get it. You're honored to be there. It's a great opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. You want the chance of being on a big stage in front of a lot of people. And maybe that's not an opportunity that you get that often. And like, you know, you should do what feels right for you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I also feel like the exploitation oftentimes is only possible because we allow it to happen. Yeah. And because we're like, oh, well, you know, everyone should be allowed to do what they want. It's like, well, yeah, but if we're, you know, if we're being completely honest with ourselves, that attitude is almost to the detriment of our community. Exactly. People don't necessarily think about the fact that their actions are going to impact other people. Mm-hmm. If you do a corporate event for free, they're going to expect free entertainment from uh, different entertainers. Exactly. It has a, a, it snowballs. Yeah. So I think kind of the distillation of all of this is like, do we feel like we have a responsibility to our community? Right? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was a rhetorical question. Okay. <laughs> yes. yes, we do. But, you know, like, and what it comes down to is really, it's about, like, the responsibility that we owe to our community mm-hmm. and the fact that we're a part of it and the fact that what we do has an effect on other people. Yeah. And so I think when we lose sight of the fact that, like, we are part of this bigger thing, and if we only make decisions based on our short-term interests, mm-hmm. that that's when you run into trouble. Right. And, you know... We can't expect that to everybody that everybody has the same outlook on this. Right. All we can do is to move forward with the knowledge and and with this new knowledge. Right. And, and the opportunity to have yeah. a conversation. Yeah. And and when we choose or to not to choose gigs, you know how that will affect our community at large. 
Right. So. Lots of things to think about. Yeah. It's an interesting conversation. I hope something good comes out of it. But, yeah. you know, I just, I feel like this is kind of one of those things that springs up. <laughs> totally. And, and every, it, it, it so springs often. every couple years. It does. There's every couple of years that, that there's that gig that like sparks this debate. Yeah. And I would love, no, yeah. It, I mean, it's going to be a problem forever, forever <laughs> <laughs> because not everybody's going to have the same interpretation of what the ideal solution is. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I mean when I say I'm going to personally move forward with the ideal that I should be propping other people, propping my fellow dancers up by expecting some sort of compensation for what I'm putting out there as an artist. Yeah. Um, unless it, of course it's for some sort of charity. Yeah. So, yeah, we have our own sort of personal rules that we live by. We don't expect other people to live by those exact rules, but that's, those are decisions that we've made for ourselves. So I think to the extent that people can have these conversations with their troop mates and with their community members, I think that's probably a good thing that's come out of this. Well, and I also look at things like the Portland Belly Dance Guild, which have these conversations all the time, and maybe we can interview members yeah. yeah, and then mm-hmm. see how they've approached this situation. But having not only speaking to your troop, but members of your local community. Yeah, and everybody kind of agreeing to like, and, here's our market rate, and everybody benefits from yeah, that. Every single benefits. person does, because at the end of the day, we, you're not enemies. You're, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're definitely, like, there's definitely competition. Sure. But you're not enemies. Like, everybody benefits from having that conversation. Everybody does. I totally agree. So put your personal shit behind you, whether or not you may personally like another performer, that should be moved. Yeah, we should be invested in lifting everybody up. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, well, we're going to stop talking about this now, because... We can go around and round. We can. And so, but anyway, thanks for listening to us ramble. <laughs> kind of, I guess, sort of process. Yeah. Uh, process this whole conversation. We'll include some relevant links uh, in the show notes, and we're curious to hear what you have to say. Yeah. So Don't be rude it. about it, because we'll just delete your comment if you're rude. <laughs> right. But I'm. I really want to hear what people think. Yeah. I'm curious to hear what people have if to say. If you have had this conversation in your community before, how did you go about it? Yeah, what are the rules that you've kind of set up for yourselves or your troop? Yeah. How do you decide when to take a gig and when not to take a gig? I want to know. <laughs> anyway. Inquiring minds would like to know. Anyway. We're done. We're done. All right, bye. Bye.